Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Oh, Cindy and Michael, we got a great call today on how to find back office help. But you know what? I got to be honest. When I read that topic, I think it doesn't do you justice, Sydney. You're not just back office help. I believe that you actually probably create most of Michael's life for him. Is that an overstatement? <laughs> Is that a say? What, what do you think, Sydney? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> All right. So, so let's, let's do a little introduction and then we want to make sure we do an audio check. Anytime we got two of you guys on one microphone, I got to make sure that one of you will, will check, make sure you guys sound okay. People can hear y'all. So let me introduce you guys. You probably know Michael Carr. He's been on Agent Power Huddle, Agent Power Huddle a couple of times with, uh, with his partner, Tanya, talking about personal branding. So he, helps, he runs the company Brandface as well as a brokerage and a team, Michael Carr and Associates, that serves like half our country. He used to be an auctioneer. I'm always tempted to make him speak and fast auctioneer speak just because it's so fun to listen to. And he's just a cool human being. So that's Michael. But we were on a call with Michael the other day and I'm like, Michael, who's this person sitting next to you? And he's like, well, that's Sydney. And I said, who's Sydney? He said, Sydney, Michael, who's Sydney? How, how do you explain who Sydney is? She's my right hand, literally my right hand. Yeah. So, so we thought, okay, let's do Let's do a talk. Cause I get, I get asked this a lot from people. Like, first of all, how do you find good help for the back office? And we can frame this up under, I mean, she helps you with the sales team, with the brokerage, with, with the, the brand face, with the everything. But like, we can just kind of go back because I want to have Sydney, who's not typically on camera, right? Usually it's you, Michael. I want to make sure we give Sydney a chance to speak up. And like, I don't know if this is your jam or not being on camera, Sydney, but I appreciate you being here because people like me and Michael that like to talk a lot need people like you that actually do everything behind the scenes and make us look good. And I want to know how we create, how we, how we found you, how we create that partnership and what, like how it works both ways in this beautiful symbiotic relationship. Does that sound fair? Sounds good. All right. So, so Sydney, let's check your audio and, and why not? So Michael describes you as, as his right hand. How do you describe what you do? I, I take care of everything Michael needs me to take care of. <laughs> All right. So they pretty much describe each other the same. And, and those of you on camera, I only got Augie there, but can someone tell me, is there, you guys hear both of them? Okay. Audio sounds okay for those guys. All right, cool. So, so Sydney, do you have an actual title job? To, like, do you have a job title? For which job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's talk so we have mainly agents listening to this so let's talk about because michael you still sell some houses correct i don't your team does the team does yeah okay. we, i'm just a broker i'm the abundant life broker and my whole dream is to just make agents successful that's that's cool so i don't do any competing all right. So let's talk about Sydney's hat then in terms of like helping the agents in your world. So houses, maybe that hat. And then we can talk later what you do with brand face. Cause they have, I'm sure they overlap, but what is your hat then in terms of the inside the brokerage? For the company, um, when I'm not working as a real estate agent with the company, I would be his executive assistant or the operations manager. Okay. So she is an agent in the company. She is an executive assistant to Michael, as well as the operations manager. That is a lot of hats. So let's go to the beginning first, now that we've gotten some context. And what I want everyone listening to this to take away from is one, where do you find a Sydney? Two, how do you structure that if you're looking for someone like that? And three, Sydney, if you've got any things that you can kind of explain for people that like things that have worked well or not well that you've learned over the years working together that have made this work so well. So let's start at the beginning now. How did you guys find each other? 
So when I was in high school, um, a senior in high school, my parents had asked, you know, what do you plan to do after high school? And I was like, not really sure. <laughs> um, I don't want to go to college. I just don't think it's for me. I don't think I would have enjoyed the college lifestyle. And I had an aunt who was in real estate and mom was like, well, why don't you try real estate? You'd be great at it. Okay. And so we reached out to some brokerages. Michael was one of them. I think there was like three others in town. I reached out to all of them, sent them all the exact same email. It was like, Hey, I have a work-based learning class my senior year. Will you take me? Can you teach me something? He's the only one that answered me. <laughs> <laughs> Take away number one, guys. <laughs> so always answer the emails of someone reaching out. Um, but he's the only one that answered me. And I came in and worked for him as an intern while I worked part-time um, at a department store up at a local, what's that called? Like mall or something. Yeah. Um and just worked for him as an intern until I was graduating high school. And he was like, are you going to stay? Are you going to leave? Where are you going? And I was like, I want to stay. And so he hired so you, me. So you started in high school. I did. And how many years ago was that? Uh, five, five years. Wow. Okay. So, so guys, you obviously don't have to recreate this starting from high school, but that is pretty amazing because you clearly are a very mature human being forward thinking that you're like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm jumping in this, but whatever age range someone starts with, was there something Michael that she had said in that initial email that caused you to respond or do you just respond to everybody? Well, I do try to respond to everybody or now she helps me respond to everybody, but, but they, um, yeah, you just don't get a lot of people asking, can you teach me something? So that was literally the very first thing I, I'm like, you just don't get that request a lot. And, um, and when you, when I saw it, I was like, okay, that'll work. Like I can, if, if she wants to learn, maybe I got something to teach. And I didn't even know, like at the time, we didn't, there wasn't a space for, we didn't, it evolved. And I'm sure we'll get into that. At, at first, it was just like, okay, come in, you know, what time are you going to be here? And, you know, there's nobody else probably in the office, but the finance manager, like, you know, I don't even have anything for you to do necessarily, but she would come in and I started just feeding her different things that I was dealing with at the time. And, um, and she just excelled at all of them. So, so, so Sydney, do you consider yourself to be a growth minded individual? I would, I would say so. Yeah. I'm just, I'm starting to make a list of criteria. Like as I'm taking notes here in my head, I'm actually going to get a piece of paper and literally write these things down because I'm hiring for a Sydney in, in my world. I'm like, all right, growth minded seems like it's something that's pretty important. Did, did you feel comfortable right off the bat when he was throwing these things at you, Sydney, or was it kind of a learning curve? How did it seem originally? No, I, I was very stressed out by the job actually. And it's funny because when I think back to the task he was giving me, I was like, I could do that in like five minutes now. Like that's not hard at all. But I think I was almost intimidated by him maybe and just the job that I wanted and I didn't want to fail at it. And honestly, he'd asked me to research things. I'm not very good at research. It's not a strong point for me. I'd like call my mom and be like, hey, will you look this up? <laughs> <laughs> have, you gotten have you gotten better at researching over the years or are you still not a researcher? Uh, I can, I can kind of get to the, a little bit in there, but I don't enjoy researching. So what, what do you enjoy? So let's, let's get to what, what are some things that you, cause so growth minded sounds like it. I mean, that's my word, not yours, but what, what are the things that you did enjoy that you're like, Oh, I love this part of it. This makes me want to stick around here. I love anything else of it. I love being able to finish a task always feels good. And I liked the fact that I could see what I was doing, no matter how small it seemed was growing the company. And I could see that in front of me being like, Oh, well, this is important. You know, Michael's busy. He's driving around. He's on the road. He doesn't have time to do this. But now that I'm doing this, look at all these new clients we've coming in. And so I could see the growth it was causing for the company. And it made me feel good to know that I was a part of that. 
And, and did you, did you share that vision right off the bat? Because that's something I've heard in leadership, you know, read in leadership books for years is when you inside a company or an organization have a shared vision, you're going in the same place together, right? I'm watching you guys literally nodding your head in sync right now, which is so cool. Anyway, um, did that take a while to get on the same page or did you just come through the front door of Sydney in high school and you're like, I'm on board with Michael's vision? I mean, I think so. I mean, I was pretty much like, what do you want me to do? Like, I just, I, for the, when I was in high school, I only worked here for like two hours a day. It was during mm -hmm. my fourth period in school. And I just come in, call Michael and be like, what do you need done today? And I would do my best to do it. <laughs> and, okay. So, so I'm going to jump, I'm going to kind of jump around. Days, Go ahead, yeah, Michael. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some days and, I just hung out with our finance manager. And, and I'm going to jump around because I'm not going to go linear. If you guys are okay with me kind of bouncing back and forth. Cause as I think of things, you just said, you would ask him every day, what do you want me to do? I'm assuming that five years later, you're anticipating a lot of needs. You're reading his mind. You're probably doing things without, you're not just asking him, what do you want me to do today? Correct. Have you, is it kind of evolved now where you are reading his mind, so to speak? Yes. I, we lost you for a second, but I think I caught all that. Yeah. So nowadays, I mean, I can wake up, I know what he needs done. I just get it done. He'll call me and be like, Hey, I need this done. I'm like, already done. It's done. Mm, that's, that's a very regular part of our life now. It's always. Right. So walk me through that. How did we get from every day you're calling saying like, Hey, what do you need me to do to the point now where you anticipate Michael's needs, you understand what the company needs. How did you transition from that to, from like beginning to that phase? I would say, I mean, we spoke on the phone like every day. Mm -hmm. So it just, it just got, you know, obvious almost like it was just, well, we've talked about this for the last month every day. So I should probably just do it today instead of him telling me to do it. Like I'll just do it before I call him. And I want to <laughs> add in some things like I want to add in some color because she, uh, she is that person. Okay. So um, first and foremost, it's really important um, that when you're looking for somebody that you find a self-starter. Uh, Sydney is a type of person that if she's interested in it, she's going to learn it and she'll learn every bit of it and she'll execute it incredibly. Uh, fearless, I would definitely say, is, is one of her characteristics. Um, uh, not that she doesn't have fear. She's just fearless about things that she's really interested in. And she clearly wanted real estate to be what uh, what she wanted to do. And I identified with that because I did the same thing. I came out of high school. I, I, I had an engineering opportunity and I didn't want it. I wanted to be an auctioneer. I didn't want to be an engineer. And then I got my real estate license. And and so it was almost like, um, it was just really and truly like a mini me that came into my life. And, so, so you said mini me. And first of all, by the way, Michael, you are probably the only human being to ever say the statement. I decided I wanted to be an auctioneer and not an engineer. I just think that's an amazing sentence. Anyway, um, if she's a mini you, but cause I've gotten to know you guys decently over the last few months, she compliments you really well. She's not exactly like you. Like no, you guys are not, so, so, so in what ways is she a mini you? And in what ways does she compliment you? Uh, let's hear from Michael. Then we'll, Sydney, you can answer the same question. That really good question. They, um, it, the way she is, see her, her acumen, uh, her morals, her moral compass, is all exactly like mine. Like, like she can make decisions. Um, and, and when we started off, it didn't start off her making decisions. It, we, we developed that, but I would ask her things like in scenarios, like what would you do in this scenario? And her answer was always the same as mine would be. So we had this, we had this connection from day one uh, that I think um, where we showed that we were the same in the way we would handle certain things. 
she's really good under pressure. Like I think her parents all the time. I really do. Like every time I see her, I'll just like shake her dad's hand. I'm like, man, just thank you. Right. You know, because, you know, Bill to know Bill, you know, he's, he's not, he doesn't, he's not very loquacious. Her mother is the, the talker and the salesperson and the bubbly personality and Bill's Bill, but Bill's Bill every day. He's the same Bill. And I appreciate that because I can see that in her. I can see that good parenting that the way that that, came about to help her. And I think that that's the other way that she's like me. You know, I know Sydney every day and Sydney knows Michael every day. It's not like we're, we deal with any drama or any kind yep. of. And, and in what ways does she compliment you there? Right. Cause, cause are, are you, Sydney, are you as outgoing as Michael? I can be outgoing, but I also can be a little bit reserved. I do enjoy, you know, being in my office a little bit, but I'm also very good if someone comes in of just jumping right up and having a conversation with them. So I'm a little bit of both, I'd say. I, I, so tell me that this is a safe assessment. So, so Sydney is a real estate agent. She works with clients. Like she can be on camera and speak, but I believe Sydney, you are what's called an extroverted introvert. You can get out there. You can talk to people, but if left to your own devices, you'd be happy to not talk to that many people, stay kind of quiet, do your thing, right? Dr you being out with people kind of drains you after a, a while versus Michael yeah. is an Trains, but I definitely don't mind being to myself. But but don't mind is different than loving. Like Michael's an extroverted extrovert. You put Michael in a room with a hundred people, he's going to get to know 110 of them and they're all going to love him. And <laughs> right. Like, like Michael, and you get lit up. If I put Michael in a room full of like 50, 100 people, Michael's going to just light up and be like, I'm in my zone. Correct, Michael? Yeah, that would be right. And I believe Sydney that you like, I can do this. I don't mind it. But you're not like, yeah, let me talk to all these people. Agreed? Yeah. And I think, I, I think that's part of the compliment. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that, where I'm going with this is I think that's part of the dynamic that helps is if you have, if you, anyone watching this, if you are that outgoing extroverted person, then you want to have someone to support you that if they're just as extroverted as you, they're going to be something that you're, you're missing. It's that nice dynamic that Sydney's not shy. She'll talk to anybody. She's a rock star. However, I think you like to be behind the scenes as much as you would don't mind being in front of the scenes. Does that, I think that's why that dynamic works really well with you guys. I definitely think that is that they were complementary to each other in those in those ways. Um, I definitely think that's the case. Yeah. So, if you got to understand, like Sydney's just good at everything. Like it's just she's just she really is. Like it's amazing. She um, <clears throat> she's good organizationally, right? She has the she has great skills when it comes to that. Uh, she holds herself to a high standard. Um, she, uh, she looks as good as she looks today. She looks that way every day. She brings her A game every time you see her, like, uh, she gives discretionary effort to the cause, which is so vitally important when you're looking for the next person to carry the vision. Um, you need them to be able to carry that vision and then add their own talents to it. And she has no limit of those talents, um, and when you say the way she looks, I mean, we're not talking about, by the way, guys, gender, male, female, women, like, you know, there's a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way. You're talking about professionalism because I've been on calls with Sydney. It's like, if you're going to have someone who's an extension of you and your brand, Sydney is incredibly professional. That's what you mean, correct? That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Very professional. Very. Um, I just can't tell you how important it is that she, um, she brings her A game every, every day. And every task that she's going to do, it's going to be perfect. Like she's, even if she has to put thought into it before she does it. All right. So, so, so I got to ask Sydney then, let's say we were trying to, because 
you kind of lucked into that part. That's hard to recreate this whole random email. I can't tell everybody to get a random email from a high school student. That sounds creepy. I, I just, I'm not going there. So, so Sydney, someone asked on Facebook, Dennis Joseph asked, great question. He said, what is your disc profile, Sydney? My what? Your what? Your disc. Do you, do you, do you guys follow the disc assessment DISC? Mm-mm. I do not. Oh, yeah, all right. Well then, then it, we'll save that for a separate discussion. Dennis, if you want to know what she is, she's most likely an SC just to guess. And I can tell you what that means. That's if you want to quick. Yeah, I'm going to have to go. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a free assessment. We're actually building inside the Agent Collective a tool to get a free disc assessment that we're going to do ourselves. But there's a number of free ones out there. So the disc is, in case anyone hasn't doesn't know the background on disc, it's a personality assessment. It does not define you as a human being. It's just four basic buckets to start to categorize people. So yeah. D, is, D is the dominant, D is the driver. I is interpersonal. That's the extrovert. Like Michael's an extrovert. He's out there. He's high I, but he's also probably a high D, which is like the driver, right? Just Zach just dropped the link in the chat for anyone who's on Zoom here wants to get the definitions. S is supportive systems. S is for like the way you probably have a small, close group of friends, Sydney, that you go really deep with that you've known forever, correct? That would be correct. Yeah. I got a lot of acquaintances. I don't have very many friends. I got a lot of acquaintances, hundreds of them, right? I'm a high I. That's the interpersonal. Michael, you're probably somewhere in between, but I bet you got a lot of acquaintances, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm a 99I, 99D. Michael's probably the same. I'm just guessing. Sydney's like off the chart S. You're into loyal relationships, but then you also love things in the right place. You love things organized. You like things following a checklist, correct? Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's C. That's the, that's, they call it the engineer type, but I'm actually incredibly detail oriented, even though I have a very low C because I don't like to follow rules, but I like, but I'm really detail oriented. So yeah. you don't, they're not, it doesn't just mean you're into details. Like Sydney likes things organized which is why she's such a nice compliment, guys. If you look at this, Michael is the, the D and the I, Sydney has the S and the C together. They, they can do anything, mm-hmm. which is what I've seen you guys do. Like truly, you guys are an incredible dynamic te- like partnership here. All right, so Sydney, if I'm back to you for questions, assuming you're an SC, we'll, we'll t- have you take a test later. How would someone who was trying to hire a Sydney, what questions would you ask or what assessments would you do to figure out like, how do you figure out if someone's a rock star before you put them through their paces to see if they're a rock star? What would you do? It's very hard. Um, you know, we have interviewed people. We're constantly hiring new people to come in and to, you know take more things off my plate and give them more jobs that we need around the office. And you've got to find someone that is a self-starter and that's still hard to see with them through an interview. But you've got to really just feel them out, you know, ask, you know, how available are you? And just kind of dig into these questions. And based on their answers, you can kind of see like, okay, you know, they're probably great at the job, but I need someone that's going to be great at any job that I give them. So even though you're interviewing them for this job, you need to, you know, feel if you could feel if you threw them this job, if they could do it. They need to be able to do literally anything. I just wrote down flexibility and coachability. Yeah. That's very important. You know, we, and as a, as a business owner, you know, you need people to be willing and able. You've got to get them into that box, willing and able. Some people are willing, they're not able. But if they're being, if it can be coached to be able, that's good, right? So if you have the willingness, first and foremost, that's the first thing that we look for when we're looking for the next Sydney. So like our business model is set to, to find more Sydneys, right? So we find Sydney, Sydneys, and then we find Sydney, Sydney, Sydneys, right? Because that's what you need, because starting a small business is very hard. I wear 10 hats a day. She wears 10 hats a day. And then you need to find somebody that can at least wear six so you can train them to wear the other 10 so they can train the 
you know, somebody else. But, but, but you don't want to find someone with multiple heads. That's just scary. Like wear many hats, one head. That would be just scary. one head. You know, one head. You know, the, the loyalty is also very important, like catching the vision and you want somebody that is willing to naturally work for your vision. Uh, and adopt that to themselves. And Sydney is a very is a shining example of that. Um, and, you know, I like to think that uh, catching her young had something to do with that. Uh, but I but I don't believe you have to have at a high school person. First off, I think she was really far more mature than her years, um, and that also helped us a lot. And she's able to lead people twice her age. You know, she's able to sell houses to people three times her age. Well, that's, that's who she is being. That's her presence. That is, that is who you, like, it's, it's, it is the way you conduct yourself. And I think you are probably wise beyond your years, which, you know, it's funny that you were intimidated by Michael. I'm sure people meet you and are intimidated by you now, right? It's, it's a, you know, the the hats have turned. So, so for you, I'm, I'm curious when you go back to, for either of you guys to answer this one, when you're testing people out, when you take them on, do you take them on in like a trial? Do you give them a few projects to start? Do you give them like a a trial employment contract? How do you, how do you start them out? always uh as a intern always they paid, paid or unpaid or unpaid as an intern it doesn't matter uh and if you know the older the person um you know the more established they are in life life uh you, you might have to give some kind of compensation you know to to even try them out uh if they're younger or if they have a spouse that's the main breadwinner or you know, we base it upon our circumstance, but I would say that most we pay mm-hmm. in an intern, but we never refer to them in the job title until they earn the job title. And so we you, call, you call them, you call, so if you, if you have a 50 year old that comes on, is making up an age, right? 50 year old comes in established, they come from another job, you're going to bring them in the organization. They might be paid and compensated, but they are still called the title of intern when they begin. They're still interning with us. Yeah. They're probationary for six months minimum. Yeah. Uh, I love that. That's, yeah. Do you guys do you guys know anything about uh, about Zappos and how they do their management style? Yeah, I've heard of them, but no, I'm not familiar. With so, 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 Michael, you don't listen to this part because you won't ever. You and I, you're going to be going on a million other things. But Sydney, you'll want to do a deep dive into Zappos next time you're in Las Vegas. Take a tour of the Zappos headquarters. It is fantastic. Every you guys know what Zappos is the online company that you know you order shoes, clothes, whatever. Um, their big push is customer service. And so every single employee that starts at Zappos starts on the phone in customer service. It could be their CFO, their chief financial officer, someone with 20 years in the industry of doing other, whatever, they still start answering phones for at least a few weeks. Every single person. I love that you guys have that where they come through as an intern. Is that so they can get a full picture of the organization or what is it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Because our organization is, although we're in the real estate business, we, our tagline is anything real estate because we deal in anything real estate. We deal in property management. We deal in, in our own rental management and building that portfolio. We deal in development. We deal in building. We deal in rehabs. We, we deal in slight commercial. We deal in auctions. So it's a lot for people to wrap their mind around. And we're very much a sink or swim company. Like we're throwing in the deep end. Like we're not going to let you drown, but we're going to watch you flap around a little bit because we want to see how you adapt in those, in that scenarios. I mean, it's important. It's very important. I I love, I love it. All right, Sydney, uh, we got about five minutes. Any mistakes you have made or things you would have done different along the way or any sort of like learning takeaways you could give to someone who might be in the back office, right? Someone who's either, uh, you know, going to hire someone or someone who actually is working in the back office watching this. Any advice you could give? 
I would just say you've got to you've got to want it. If you want to move up from where you are, no matter what business it's in, you have to want it and you have to be willing to wait for it. So that was a big thing. I mean, you know, a lot of our people start off as interns and not everyone likes that title. Not everyone likes being called that, but it literally doesn't mean anything other than just intern. Right. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're not great at your job. It's just, we're going to throw you into a lot of different things. I was thrown into a lot of different things and you're either going to make it out of intern or you're not. <laughs> You've got to be willing to make it out and do and whatever had, it takes. We've had many take the walk of shame. We really have. <laughs> you know what I love about you, Sydney, that I really respect? I think we, so I, I'm going to read back to my list of qualities I've been writing down, by the way, during this whole episode, you can see if I'm missing anything, but I'm adding another one, which is humble. Even though Michael sits here and says, what a rock star you're in. I know, and people listening can tell, like we, you just have a presence. We know you're a rock star. You've never once said, I'm really good at my job. Right. And, and because it comes across in your actions and also the titles you have, you wear executive assistant as well as director of operations. You wear both those hats without any sense of like, well, this hurts my ego. Like they both need to be done in different capacities. So you, you do them. And I think that is such an important quality in someone that you're going to partner with. Cause I don't think you, I mean, I don't know if you think about like, I work for Michael or if you're like, I'm partners with Michael, I really see you guys, you have a pretty good dynamic partnership in what you do. You guys agree with that? Absolutely. No, it's that it, there's a synergy between us that is, uh, well, I mean, I just consider one of my children now, to be honest with you. Like she just, you know, we, we hang out, but we also do that as a culture for our company. Right. And so, but like her and her husband will come over to the house or we'll go over to their house or we'll travel together or we'll go on trips together and stuff because the personal the part of our lives are, are the driving force for working so good together. And we do that with everybody in the team, like we really do. And uh, and we do it in different factions of the team also. So uh, the, knowing somebody personally, you know, there's this misnomer that uh, if, if you're friends with them or you or have this personal relationship with them, that you can't be their boss or you can't be their leader. And that's just, I never believed in that. And I don't believe it now. And um, I think that's a lot of the strength of what, what we built. I, I, there's no way I can unpack that in three minutes, but I really wish we had time. I would love to, and this is might be a more niche thing just for me, but to, to be both their leader and have a friend and a personal relationship, like that's an interesting road to walk. And that's, that's a whole separate discussion, Michael, you and I, we should, should get on and chat about that sometime or do a separate podcast about it. Sure. I'd love to. That's real. Cause that's because you, in some roles you have to be the boss. You have to be the leader. There are times, but then you do want to make sure that you empathetically care about the people in your world. And there is a real, so it's interesting. All right. Um, Sometimes, I mean, I got to say this, I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I can be dumb and I, you know, and so, and she handles it really well. She'll be like, hey, look, that's not the best way to handle that. But she'll also execute, even if she doesn't agree with the decision. If I say, no, we got to go this way. It's He's still the boss. She will, she will follow that direction uh, and, and, and not hold me accountable if, if I end up being making a mistake, well, yeah, but, 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 holding so, which is awesome. Right. Because, because there's a level of trust and rapport where it's like, she feels safe to, to share an opinion and you respect it. That is built over time. At the same time, you, it is still your company. The company is called Michael Carr and Associates. And so ultimately she'll share a vision and then get on board with the team. Can, can I just read you back before we run out of time? I want to read you this list of qualities that I wrote down. I want you to tell me if there's anything I'm missing. Okay. Growth minded, task oriented, self-starter. I circled that one. Fearless, persistent, good under pressure, flexibility, coachability, and humble. Is there anything I'm missing from that list, do you think? I think they're all pretty good, but I would say 
going to hire someone, they've got to be available 24-7. Say, say, that, say that again? Availability. Like, I, Michael can call me at any time and I'm going to answer. I might answer at 1 a.m. unless I just am that deep in sleep. But if I woke up to his call, I would answer it. So no matter what time it is, I'm answering my phone. And she knows I've never taken advantage of that. Right. But, but, but what you're saying guys, what, what he's, what he's saying is, what she's saying is it's not a nine to five job. It, no. Your job is your lifestyle, which is great because, and he doesn't, and Michael, you respect that she has life balance and things she wants to do, but you, you, to find someone truly your right hand, like they are, you're on. Mm -hmm. That's important. Very important. Not a nine to five. All right. I'm, I'm literally, this is, this, this call is for me today. Cause I'm literally hiring this person. So I'm taking everything I wrote down. We're going to go merge it with the, uh, the, the job description of the ad we're doing and the, 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 the agency we're going to do for hiring. Anyway, uh, Tanya, uh, Tanya put on Facebook. She said, uh, resilient, by the way, resilience, probably another really good one we, we need for you guys. Yes, resilient. All right. Well, we're at the bottom of the hour. Any last thoughts, advice, tip, anything you want to leave anybody with, uh, we'll do Michael first and Sydney, you'll get the final word. Michael, anything you want to leave, you want to leave people with? Yeah, don't be discouraged. You might have to go through many, 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 many interns to find the pearl, uh, but they're worth looking for and they would definitely expand your business. It's very, very important. I love it. And guys, make sure you check out Brandface. That's Michael, Michael's uh, personal branding company. We've seen, we have other episodes with him. Uh, Sydney is instrumental in that. And uh, Sydney, your, your final, final last thoughts, anything you want to, want to wrap up with? Yeah. Um, I just, you know, look for someone and you just look for those personality traits in them. And just, I mean, like he said, you might go through a few, but once you get that one person, you're going to know that you have them and they'll feel the same towards you and towards your business. I love it. This is such a good discussion. By the way, if you read the chat box later, you'll see lots of people like and loving this discussion. So we'll tag you on Facebook. If people have questions, you guys can reach out directly to Sydney or to Michael. Appreciate you guys being here. Truly. This is awesome. <laughs> have a good day, guys. Thank you. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.